0: The following show contains spoilers for Blade Runner 2049.
1: Don't run with blades, kids.
0: We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... it You're a cop. I your job once. I was good at it. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. Hello, and welcome to We Can Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a replicant. It's Chris. Hello. Good replicant. Now fetch me some tea. (laughs) You do that, don't you? What's tea? Oh, coffee.
1: I do understand what you're (laughs) saying. I know only cider and energy drink.
0: Ah, you're that kind of replicant. Oh, yes. The alcoholic kind. <laughs> Can they become alcoholics? Probably. I hope well, so. if Deckard's a replicant, he's pretty much an alcoholic. But is he? A replicant or an alcoholic? Oh, he's
1: an alcoholic, but is uh, yeah. he a replicant?
0: We don't know. And this film, the sequel to the original Blade Runner, does not pose the answer to that question. I warned you there'd be spoilers, and we're spoiling it right away. Shall we get into it, Chris? I mean, yes. We've already gotten into it. I mean, it.
1: We're, yeah, we're already into it. We're well, halfway we through it. We're done. We're knee
0: deep in it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Let's go a bit deeper and see Let's where it takes Let's go head us. deep.
0: Yeah. So this is obviously the the sequel to Ridley Scott's film. It's directed not by Ridley Scott, who is uh, taking a producing credit in this film, but it's directed by um, Dennis. I'm gonna fuck up his last name. Valenis Valen. Oh, I messed up his name but um yeah it's that guy he's directed uh Sicario he's also directed a bunch of other stuff and um yeah he's directed uh Blade Runner uh what's the story Chris Do you want to get into that first
1: oh it's a very very complicated and long drawn out story but a quick screenshot or synopsis of it Its replicants are now accepted well not accepted they're tolerated in humanity Ryan Gosling plays K, who is a replicant and a Blade Runner and he's tasked with finding and destroying what is an offspring between a replicant and a human that's discovered after the remains of Rachel are found
0: pretty much and he's thrown into this mystery and it's up to him to try and figure it out finding Deckard is it's shown in the trailers that's one of his main objectives and finding out who this first naturally born replicant is also top of his to-do list as well and he's being dogged at every corner by Jared Leto's villain, Wallace, who is now the key producer of replicants and food and all sorts of other things to keep this dystopian earth running and not falling into complete chaos and civil war. So he's he's a pretty integral character to the world, and um, he's not doing Ryan Gosling any favours, but... <laughs>
1: no he's really not
0: by hunting him down so yeah it's also jared's uh, motivation to find this first naturally born replicant because there's a there's a quick speech where he goes hey i can't hey he's the funds <laughs> <laughs> hey i can't make enough of these guys so maybe it would help if i could breed them like cattle so to speak so yeah that's his motivations and godlin's is trying to get wallace off of his back and figure out his past as well, because there's some doubt thrown into whether he is a replicant or whether he's a is a person. Sort of the opposite of what we got with Deckard. So Deckard thought he was a person, and then maybe he's a replicant, and then in this one he's a replicant, but maybe he isn't, because... Yeah there's some things that point Goslin into thinking that he's a person
1: and everybody else in the cinema the film tricks us
0: it tricks us a lot so um what do you want to go first do you want to tackle the story or some of the characters
1: i want to talk about how underused batista was
0: good old dave yeah he's sort of the instigator of the of the entire film goslin finds the remains of rachel in Batista's back garden
1: (laughs) protein farm
0: (laughs) yeah witchetty grub farm yeah Dave is good in it for the short amount of time that he is in it his character sort of expanded on in a YouTube five minute short which is probably a deleted scene or, or something like that but um Warner Brothers have sort of done what they did with the Alien film where they released a short clip of the crew of the um whatever the Covenant, that's what it was. The films named after <laughs> the ship. Where they released a short clip of uh, the crew of the Covenant bonding and, and getting along. and they never sort of, knew that existed. Oh, it did. It, I didn't Fair watch enough. it, but I know of its existence. But yeah, they've sort of done that again with this film. And there were some other supplementary short films on, on YouTube to sort of explain the blackout and why the records from Deckard's era are a bit fuzzy and, and things like that. So yeah. It's not essential that you watch those before going into this film, but it adds some, some detail. Some background, doesn't it? Context. Yeah. But again, it's not essential, is it? So yeah, Dave's not in it for too long, but the time he is in it, he is really good, yeah.
1: I agree, yes. I wish he had been used a lot more in it. Unfortunately, I knew he would die at the beginning as I ruined it for myself. You
0: spoiled it! How much did... You, you didn't tell me this when we went to the cinema. How much did you spoil Just for his
1: death. That was it, because I... I w- as I was waiting for you to turn up at the cinema, I was watching these clips set before the film and I watched the Batista one and I was reading through the comments and someone just wrote, he dies at the start. Never and I read was like, the oh, comments! No. This is how well, I... <laughs> never read the comments! <laughs> that's how I ruined Han Solo's death in The Force Awakens.
0: Never read the comments, Chris.
1: So, I knew that he died at the beginning and as soon as it showed Ryan Gosling landing on the farm and it was revealed to be Batista's farm, I was like, oh, this is obviously where he dies. <laughs> but that's the only thing I ruined. Everything else... I was a complete shock to me
0: Never read the comments you fool
1: I'm going to read the comments every time
0: Don't be silly uh, Any other characters you want to focus in on Goslin, first off Shall we go with him Yeah he he's, was he's good He's yeah. he pretty strong in this isn't he He's kind of a Deckard type Silent for the most part But he does have an interesting relationship With a uh, a, a, a hologram, hologram. It
1: has, It's really weird
0: they hid that well in the trailer that she was a hologram.
1: Is she in the trailer?
0: Yes, yeah. She's it, there's a scene where she's in the range. She's in it. Right. She's also the big naked lady I, in I know the trailer she is, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got some humanity going because he's got this relationship with this. Like a solid. It's well, not well, looks solid. Of it, it's a
1: solid. It looks solid when you look at it, but you can put your hand through her.
0: Yeah, it's not a hard light hologram, which. I'm going to get there before you because you're going to shout a hard light. Because <laughs> ah, ah. you, you love a hard light thing. So, yeah, she's really good. and her, She's sort of Gosling's conscience in a way. I thought she was like a Jiminy Cricket, kind of. She just pops up every now and then.
1: Do you think? I think she gives him false ideas because she keeps telling him you're special. You're not like the other replicants and stuff. Making him think he is special. And he's not special at all.
0: He is kind of, yeah. He, he's the one that goes on this quest.
1: Pure coincidence. <laughs> the fact he got chosen... If somebody else had got chosen, yes, the story would have played out differently. But it's just complete coincidence that it was him that's picked. So he you're... is not special in any way, shape, or form. For we you know, there's loads of replicants that are Blade Runners. But we just focus on this one who just so happens to... You know, events get set in motion and puts him on a collision course with Deckard.
0: But if he wasn't special, would he have lasted as long? Because as we all know most Blade Runners, or two-thirds of the Blade Runners that we have seen, are rubbish. Deckard <laughs> Holden in the first one. Goslin is the only decent Blade Runner, probably because he's a replicant. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, because cause he gets the shit knocked out of him a lot in this I, film. He gets beaten up, yeah. he's in crashes, and I think it's just because he's a replicant he survives it.
0: It's especially at the first fight where Dave beats the shit out of him against a wall, Deckard or any other human would be a smear on (laughs) that. Yes they would.
1: Ryan Gosling was bleeding very heavily after that fight so there we go then. So the only reason he survived was as a replicant.
0: Yeah and I like that because they've obviously taken lessons from using humans as Blade Runners because they're not as hardy as, as replicants are they and they can sometimes get outsmarted by replicants. Roy is a perfect example of a replicant target that was just outsmarting all the humans and Deckard was always one step behind and trying to find him and fight him. Yeah, fighting fire with fire, is it seems like a perfectly logical step for the world to have made. And there are lots of things like that with the holograms and the way that they identify replicants as well, which is something I brought up in, in our last episode where I was talking, there must be an easier way to identify replicants than asking them a bunch of questions that aren't always 100% accurate stick a flag on them and they do that in, by putting a serial number on on their right eye so it's easy to see and it's there and you can go hey you're a replicant so we talked about the protagonist then uh, the villain Wallace Leto
1: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with his performance in this he plays a blind man who's just trying to progress his replicant business because he wants to find more worlds he's angry that he's only discovered nine worlds as he said Or colonise nine. Or, and... I thought it was discovered. A bruh. Whatever, he's done something of the nine planets and he's angry because he, it's not not enough. So, he's just a guy who's trying to, you know... He's trying to progress humanity. He wants them off Earth. He's trying to save them. Well, Everyone well, else has been a dick about it and not given him the kid.
0: No, right. He's complain. <laughs> he's complaining that he can't make enough replicants. And when he makes a replicant, he kills it. Yeah, Stupid.
1: That... <laughs> well, I'm guessing that replicant he makes is all to see whether he can breed her and once he scans and he realizes he can't he's like useless well, he
0: never does a scan or anything like that he has these
1: little fly things
0: they're his eyes they're not scanning things they're like cameras that feed into a chip yeah but i think they scan as of well. his neck who knows we never get a pov of what he sees in that it could be infrared it could be scanning but we don't know also that entire monologue is just to freak out the audience Because in reality, he's just freaking out his assistant, who already agrees with him. Who is he freaking out by murdering that replicant? He's not doing himself a favour because he's one replicant down. He's scared his assistant.
1: He's got blood on the floor. He needs an outlet.
0: Perhaps he kills replicants for fun. Probably. He's a sick fucker. Right, Wallace, he's not in this film nearly enough. And he's outshone by the other villain his his secretary love who's uh played by sylvia hoax or hooks she's great in this film she's a really sinister and dominating present when she's on screen leto his character goes nowhere i, n- I know that's probably because this is a, a part two to a part three that we'll get onto in a bit it's, it's sequel baiting basically and he kind of tails off towards the end but he's not in it nearly enough
1: thought you'd be happy about that
0: yeah but again i i wanted a villain that was as good as roy in the first one and i think they set leto up to be that and um, again leto was doing all of his method acting where he's he he actually wore contact lenses that made him blind on set
1: so yeah i know i knew that
0: all of that effort and all of that I'm actually blind, and I'm staying in character, and it pays off for naught because he's barely in it. That's he's... not his fault. He's barely no, in no, but though. he could have done more. You're never
1: happy, but are do... you? You, are... We could... he can have a great film where he's a lead character. He's in it all the way, and it wins Oscars, and you'll still be like, "Fucking Jared Leto! Oh, he should have done this. He didn't do this
0: because he's he's outshone, and the scenes he he is in, they're just nonsensical. He's making poetry and and just He's a fucking nutter. Yeah, but That's why I don't believe that a guy like Leto portraying a character like this would make it in business. Because he's he's just a lunatic. I'm reaching for the stars and oh blah, blah. No, you don't invest in a madman like that, do you? But
1: they have to because they depend on him. He's had to synthesize yes, all this food because they're running out, so they don't like him, they don't want to work with him. But they have to. Yeah,
0: but I don't get how he got there. In, I, He's just not... He's a cartoon, moustache-twirling villain. There's nothing no wrong with him at all. For no reason. Especially in that introductory monologue scene. The w- sets he's in, though, are quite good. He's like Sanctuary, that...
1: Water, yeah, platform thing. That
0: freaked me out at first, because I thought that for a split second, because it's an illusion to kind of set it up like a mirror, and like it's a bottomless pit... So my stomach jumped a little bit on the on the first shot because I was like, "Holy shit! If she misses one of those steps, she's gonna fall down into nothing." And then it, the camera turns and it's water, and I'm like, "Okay." And then it turns back, and I'm like, ugh <laughs> <laughs> So did, that was good. Yeah, did, the whole film shot really well. But yeah,
1: did you watch the prequel cool mini things that I uploaded?
0: Yes, I did. I watched them after, and the Jared Leto one did nothing to help matters.
1: He makes a replicant kill itself.
0: Yes. <laughs> And he's still talking about oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a man. Oh, you need me. I'm so, oh, hello. It was, just,
1: <laughs> it was just demonstrating that his replicants will not rebel. They will follow orders to the point where they will take their own lives if told so.
0: But in the film, Love says, "Hey, we replicants, we don't lie." But when Jared Leto asks me when why I killed you, uh, Chief Lady. I'm going to say you shot first and then yeah she lies yeah which is something that Jared Leto's replicants aren't meant to do now maybe loves a different kind of replicant I, I, it's not explained but still yeah you're not missing anything by not watching the, the little shorts and you're definitely not missing much in Leto's one so wow. apart from Benedict Wong Benedict Wong's in that one so that's good um, what else Chris? Story? Shall we get into the story? The sleuthing. There was lots of sleuthing. I liked it. I no liked it. The wasn't there?
1: There was a lot... I found a lot of the scenes were very drawn out, though. The scenes played, we've got the important information, but it's still going.
0: Yeah. It's it...
1: running time of two hours and 43 minutes could have been shortened.
0: It could have been, yes. It is a very long film. Um,
1: a film for one with patience.
0: Yes. It's not an action-driven film, which I don't mind. I... Like I said, I enjoy sleuthing. And one of the my big drawbacks with the first Blade Runner is Deckard, a detective, does very little detectiving. But in this one, it's Goslin pushing the plot forward. He's going after Deckard and, and this uh, naturally born replicant. He's the one that's going forward, pushing the plot forward. And if he disappeared from this film, none of the shit that needed to get done would get done which is good it's a main character that actually is the driving force and without that main character then there's no story is there so with Deckard's one if he's not in there Roy still kills Tyrell and all of the replicants die anyway that, it's kind of the Indiana Jones thing <laughs> if Jones isn't there all the Nazis die anyway because the, the um, Ark of the Covenant kills them all Okay. Harrison Ford really needs to start picking main characters. With.
1: Well, they have a, a proper purpose. Yeah. Just along for the ride. Yeah. Wow. Oh. But then, had Kay Ryan Gosling's character not got involved or interfered with this at all, had he not hunted Batista, none of this would have happened. The or- Rachel's body would have ne- never would have been found and they would have never known about a child it I'll, just would have continued on
0: I'll go one better if Dave Batista has picked up all of his paperwork that he dropped in his mini yeah. mini <laughs> clip and he just tidied up after himself then the...
1: that'd be it they never would have found him
0: <laughs> yeah and there would be no story so Dave's untidiness is
1: <laughs> is what ultimately leads to this
0: unwriting his full name and address on a piece of paper that he doesn't pick up as well so <laughs> oh,
1: yeah Dave Do you think the glasses he wore were needed or just part of a disguise?
0: I like the glasses and they probably were needed because he he was an older replicant. He was getting on a bit. He looked older. because
1: the replicants in this film have open-ended lifespans. So they don't have no four-year limit. It just goes on and on and on until the... I don't know. Do they eventually shut down or...
0: They die of old age and natural causes and things like that. So I'm guessing they've got the same sort of physiology as humans. So they probably get human diseases or equivalents or something like that but they die of old age anyway i'd guess yeah so the, the story chris the sleuthing i liked the action there are actiony bits in it but it's not an action film
1: every time the action happens it's over quickly i mean the most action-packed scene or the one that went on for the longest was when we eventually meet deckard i think
0: okay yeah the, the
1: deckard versus k fight
0: <laughs> that is an awesome fight So Kay does eventually track down Deckard using a a wooden horse that he finds in one of his memories. And um, uh, there's a guy that tells him where it was made. He can tell where the wood's from. And it turns out that Deckard's been living in a casino in a radiation zone where a, a dirty bomb had been dropped. Seems appropriate for Deckard, doesn't it? All that alcohol... Oh yeah Oh yeah even says he's got like Hundreds
1: of bottles of whiskey He's got to get through
0: I'm sure he'll get through Through them (laughs) That's an admirable task Yeah Kay meets Deckard And Kay says Hey I've just got to ask you A couple of questions Deckard responds By shooting Kay off of a balcony (laughs) Classic Deckard (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a fight breaks out In a sort of casino lounge And there's holograms of Elvis Presley and um, Marilyn Monroe Flickering on and off And cabaret acts it was really atmospheric fight scene. A fight that Deckard obviously loses despite being on the offensive. I think he just punches himself out because Kay, to demonstrate that he doesn't want to hurt Deckard, just lets Deckard punch him. And he punches him like five or six times. And He's
1: worn out, isn't he? Yeah, he looks, he
0: looks like he's going to collapse. And he's, <laughs> he goes, okay, I, I get you. You could crush me because <laughs> I'm useless. And we also get another classic... Deckard gets a gun slapped out of his hand moment in that well, in that fight. The first
1: in the first one when he gets slapped out, obviously he's in the prime of his life. In this one, he's old. He's probably his grip's not that strong. I'm going to assume that Ryan Gosling's replicant is possibly on par strength of Leon, if not more. So I mean, it's to be <laughs> expected, wasn't it? You can't blame him for this one.
0: I can, because again, he's taken by surprise. He's he's no he's no he's more probably vigilant. pissed
1: most of the time. This. He's sober, but with a severe hangover.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's always hungover at this point, yeah. Their chemistry was all right. They're not on screen for a particularly long time. It takes a good, probably hour and a half for Deckard to show up in the film. Oh,
1: I thought way more than that. Two hours.
0: Oh, you're probably right, yeah.
1: And then, uh, I mean, I read one review that said about Harrison Ford having a little bit more than a cameo despite him being heavily used in trailers and stuff. But it wasn't, was it? It was, it was much more than a cameo. He did have a, a role to play in this.
0: It's not as meaty as some people would probably like.
1: No, I was expecting him to have a bit more, but what we got was fine.
0: Yeah, again, I was probably more invested in Ryan Goslin's detective story than I was in...
1: Deckard's Yeah, in story. Deckard. I,
0: don't get me wrong, I'm curious about what Deckard has been up to. Um, Drinking, <laughs> dr- uh, Yeah, obviously. But I was more invested in what Ryan Gosling was going through. Okay. And how he... Uh, dealing with the possibility that the person that he was looking for, this first naturally born replicant, was him.
1: I'm glad it wasn't, though.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Gosling K he's got this memory in his head of a hidden wooden horse which is the one that he uses to find Deckard and he finds where it is and in order to make sure that this memory is an actual memory and it was actually his because he's a replicant he knows that sometimes they implant memories to get you used to emotions and things like that so you don't flip out he goes to Dr. Anne uh Stelline, I think, and uh, she's, she creates the memories. She's got a disease which means that uh, her immune system is compromised, so she's got to live in a, in a sterilised bubble, and her job is to make memories, and then Wayland Corp, she's sort of a freelance for them, they, they buy the memories off of her, and probably lots of other people that are making memories, and he goes to her and asks, hey, is this memory... Is it real, or did you make it? And she tells him it's a real memory.
1: And because she also says it's illegal to implant human, real human memories into replicants, Kane naturally just assumes it's his yeah, real it's, memory. Yeah. And so does everybody else, really. Yeah. I mean, I did.
0: So he freaks out and wanders off without asking any more questions and leaves the Doctor in her bubble. She's she's good. The Doctor's good. She's not on screen for very long, but that scene between her and Goslin you feel for her don't you a family I, of...
1: I did not you didn't not in the slightest
0: oh, you heartless heartless <laughs> cold man <laughs> so that sends um, K off to Deckard so yeah I was I was more invested in, in K and we probably spend more screen time with K before he meets Deckard than we do with Deckard in the whole of Blade Runner just because oh yeah the first half of the film is first so half long and quarter. it's so long That would be my one point of this film. It is really long.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, again, it was each individual scene were very drawn out, probably beyond what they needed to be.
0: Yeah, lingering shots. But they had that in the first one of the cityscape and things like that. Yeah.
1: I would have liked more street-level city shots because we get a lot of that in the first one always walk walking along all the stores and stuff. You have all the lights flashing around, people selling food, whatever. I would have liked a bit more in this one. We got a lot of city shots you know like in the first the... one yeah but I wanted more street level stuff well we got a bit of that and... I wanted Ryan Gosling eating noodles <laughs> yeah.
0: he didn't eat noodles he did drink didn't he
1: he did drink yeah. he also when he produces food or has food in his apartment then a hologram is projected on to make it look like steak and chips and really it's like mush grey slop <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that wouldn't trick me
1: it <laughs> hey, wouldn't you go to cut the steak and really you spooning out yeah all
0: that stuff is. <laughs> Spooning grey slop, yeah. Ooh, yeah. It it does turn out that Goslin is not uh, Harrison Ford's son. And plot twist: it's actually the memory making uh, Doctor. Um, this replicant uprising managed to scramble all of the information because of this blackout that happened uh, a few years past, and they managed to hide the Doctor in this right under Wayland's nose uh Wallace's nose. Wayland. <laughs> oh yeah, Wayland <laughs> yutani Right under Wallace's nose and she's been safe and they're gonna reveal her when the time is right and she's gonna be a sort of replicant uh Jesus character. And,
1: and there's a the third film right there.
0: Yes, which promises to be a kind of freedom fighting civil war kind of thing, which I would argue is not Blade Runner at all because Blade Runner is a kind of detective noir not a war kind of thing unless what they're going to do is have the film after whatever Replicant Uprising takes place and it's going to be either with the Replicants dominant or where it's still the initial fight is over and the Replicants are sort of living freely and equally but there's sort of a tension there and there's still underlying gangs that want to get rid of them or something like that i don't think that if there is a sequel that it will be a, a war sort of thing
1: i did read online about the talk of the third one and it's based on how well this one does and this was doing very well at the moment so there probably will be
0: it's doing okay it's not doing as well as they probably anticipated i think that's a, a lot to do with the runtime of this because a 90 minute film you can have two showings in the time it would take to show one Blade Runner twenty ninety, twenty forty nine. So that's <laughs> so that's probably gonna. It'll take longer to earn its money just on that basis. But
1: but when I, it does earn its it, money, it'll it, earn its money. Yeah,
0: it will. It will earn its money back. I'm I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah.
1: I was reading that Harrison Ford said he would return for a third film, and they're possibly looking at a. Uh, it's Deckard being sent to another country he won't be doing blade running stuff because he's not a blade runner anymore but doing something with replicants but completely out of America in a different country
0: we have spent a lot of time in America and it would be nice to see how other countries are are faring in this weird dystopian world yeah Ford would have to come back because again they've left his character in a bit of a lurch he's just met his daughter they didn't kill him and they didn't kill him. Yes, I'm so dis- I've got this theory and i have disappointed. Posted, I've posted many times on the podcast that Harrison Ford is going on a, a murder streak of all of his most recognizable characters and solo was the first to go. I thought Deckard was going in this one, but he managed to scrape through. He clawed his way out of deserts and drowning and all sorts of injuries and things and managed to survive. So, good on him. Yeah.
1: die in the third one. Yeah. <laughs> His daughter will kill him.
0: <laughs> anything else to add Chris? We're a bit pushed for time this week so before we get onto the survivally stuff or the reviewy verdict uh, anything else quickly?
1: They had Atari in it. I'm happy.
0: Good. Uh so watch or don't watch?
1: Oh, definitely give it a watch. Even if you've not seen the first Blade Runner, watch this one anyway because it pretty much explains. It gives you the background information enough to keep the feel to you know keep you informed.
0: Yes, it does sort of delve into uh worshipping the the film that had come before it a little bit too much in one particular scene again with Wallace and it's his interaction with Harrison Ford and we get a a shot from the first scene for the from the first film, sorry. And then we get a returning character in a CG Rachel. They've obviously been to Disney and stolen the de aging technology <laughs> from there. But um yeah that was a bit wonky that particular I liked it. I there was there was something wrong with it especially after seeing actual Rachel 10 seconds before yeah. and then seeing CG Rachel there was something wrong with the eyes. I'm not talking the intentional thing that they did with the eyes where she had brown eyes but Rachel actually had green eyes. I'm talking around the eyes. They were a little a little wonky and
1: I didn't know. so uh, I wasn't looking to pick faults. I was just enjoying the spectacle that was.
0: It was fine, but it's not as bad as Princess Leia in Rogue One. But it's not. It's not particularly good, and we're still not there with that sort of technology. But yeah, thought Leia was fine. Uh, she, no, <laughs> she's the worst example of that. Uh, but yeah, give it a watch. I don't think I'd watch it again just because of the length. But I'm gonna w- watch it again. Would you get it on Blu-ray, Chris? I've
1: cu- I've got the first one on Blu-ray, so oh. of course. How many oh. cuts to the film will this be, though?
0: Uh one, hopefully. <laughs> Unless they make it shorter, but yeah. Um, so survivally stuff, then, Chris. Let's go through them quite quickly. Dave Batista, like you said, he dies quite quickly, but that's intended. He he knows that if he's alive, then. Maybe they can track things down and uncover the the plot that he's been trying to hide. Can we really survive that if the character's motivation is
1: to be killed? By not dropping his papers, giving his address away, not interfering with these guys attacking these two women. He should just turn a blind eye and continue on. No,
0: he can still save them in the market, but tidy up after yourself. Or don't take your library card or whatever it was that had your address on it. (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't just leave that lying around, Dave. It's not not good. Yeah, we get other people also biting the dust. Coco is a colleague of Kay. He's the sort of mortuary technician who's examining the bones. And uh, Love, who has been tasked by Wallace to retrieve the bones and sort of cover up the replicants, can reproduce. And also he wants that sort of insight and technology. So he sends Love to retrieve... Uh, Rachel's bones and um Coco walks in on her as she's putting all the bones in her bag she produces a a piece of paper that apparently lets her uh take the bones but uh it doesn't it's just a cunning distraction and she walks around Coco delivers a brutal chop to the shoulder and neck completely collapsing Coco's head, exploding one of his eyes so it's all bloodshot and he's writhing around as love just picks up the rest of the bones and calmly walks out. How did she do to him? He is destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my God, I know she's strong because she's a replicant and stuff, but couldn't she have just Vulcan nerve-gripped him and, and knocked him out? Did she have to crush this man
1: did wallace have to send her i would have thought of his power and influence he could have just retrieved them without having to do something like that
0: yeah just bribed his way into the building and bribed he probably owns the building yeah maybe he owns bloody everything else he owns farms and hologram technology and and replicants and and things like that but yeah core physically there's no way coco can Fight off. Is he human? Love Coco is. Yeah,
1: we do know. Yeah, yeah,
0: because he he uses that uh, skin job slur uh, around uh, Ryan Gosling. He doesn't do it intentionally. It just sort of slips out, and he apologizes. But yeah, he's he's a human. Even if he wasn't caught unawares he can't fight off love
1: because he's,
0: he's a weird skinny man. So
1: <laughs> should just let her take it.
0: He was reading the paper, and he probably was. If the paper was even if it was a decent fake, he might not have been able to to tell the difference and he might have gone okay everything's in order here the paper yeah they could have made a fake easily yeah but maybe love didn't want to take that chance or maybe love didn't want any witnesses or or...
1: well that bit of paper she had did say LAPD on it I saw that perhaps it was an actual bit of paper to take the bones and she was like you know what I'm just going to kill you anyway fuck this guy (laughs) exactly so it may have been intentional There's nothing we could have done yeah
0: and that was really unexpected, even for the audience, because we see, I think it, we see Wallace kill a replicant before that, and she's shedding a tear. And she's been nice to Ryan Gosling before that. There was a bit of flirting going on between the two of them. But yeah, this comes out of nowhere.
1: When she hit him, I thought he was just unconscious. And then when it shows him on the floor, i was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> and he's still twitching as well, so he's still alive at that point. And then he, his airways are collapsed or something. But yeah, harsh. <laughs>
1: they should have a, poli- a police officer stationed throughout because this this mortuary bit is inside the police station that's what i got from it anyway yeah,
0: maybe love told them to take a hike or something like that um or maybe it's late at night uh leto's killing the replicant that's just slid out of the slippery bag
1: she doesn't even know what she is she might not even have any memories implanted she doesn't understand anything that's going on
0: yeah and she doesn't fight back or anything. She just stands there trying to get used she, to. Or her. She obeys. And again, that's wasteful on Leto's part. And he scares no one but the audience and one of his henchmen. So
1: pointless. He probably does it all the time. She's like, ah, oh, he's gonna kill another one. Here we go.
0: He's such a wasteful prick. That's why he can't make enough because he keeps murdering them for no reason. He's done fifteen the past week. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, sick fuck. Uh, but that, but that death and the slash towards the the stomach and area does play into the next death which love commits she's not done murdering people uh when Kay, he sort of get into the bottom of the mystery and he knows that he's about to be discovered and he does a baseline test i think this is a check to make sure that the replicants aren't going to rebel or something and he fails this baseline test horribly because he thinks he's the naturally born replicant and he's worried that he's going to be found out but his boss lieutenant Josie understands that he's probably not feeling himself because this will be the first time that he's had to put someone down that's been born and obviously it's a heavy task that she's set on him so she puts it down to that says okay come back in 24 hours and we'll do you another baseline test and as long as you've got yourself together i'll welcome you back onto the force but k uses that time to take his hologram girlfriend uh, snap off the aerial which is and the hologram technology is a wallace corporation product and love has been using that hologram device to kind of follow him but once the aerial is snapped off she loses the geographical location she flips out goes to the lieutenant and says hey where's Kay?" she's not going to tell him she goes to drink some whiskey but uh, love crushes the glass in her hand, cutting up her hand, and oh very good, yeah, and then she pulls a knife, love, and uh slits the stomach, and then goes for the throat, killing the lieutenant, which is sad because she's a she's a likeable character,
1: but following that, she then uses her to use her she picks up the lieutenant, uses her eye for a retinal scanner, and drops on straight onto her desk. I, I I heard a couple of groans when it giggles. happens. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. Um, yeah, the lieutenant's a, a good character, and again, because she's got a cushy office job, and she's probably been out of the field for a while, and she's not a Blade Runner herself. She's in charge of Blade Runners and police and stuff, but she's probably a bit out of practice. And a, again. Love's strength is Is too much for her I'd guess
1: And again Where the hell Are the other police officers though There must be some That are walking past the office Surely
0: Maybe it's late again I
1: Oh there's late arguments
0: Yeah It's always late In Blade Runner Everything's done in the dark A
1: (laughs) a police station They normally operate 24 hours So late would make No reason There should be loads of police there
0: Not in this universe
1: (laughs) Past nine o'clock Only Blade Runners And replicants (laughs) Nope
0: (laughs) They've all gone (laughs) All gone to bed, short of pressing a panic alarm.
1: She should have had a gun on the desk ready. As soon as a uh, love is in, she, shoot walks, her.
0: she walks away from the desk, doesn't she? And she's not entirely sure what love is there for. And it would be bad practice just to shoot everyone that walked into your office. I disagree. Ooh, bang! Because <laughs> eventually you'll. She killed the postman. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. What well, you think it's good because eventually you'll kill someone that wants to kill you. Eventually, you yes, hit the because target because you killed fifty other people. <laughs> It's not a logical survival strategy, Chris. Yeah, so that sort of leads into Kay finding Deckard and also leads to another, another, can we call it a death? Because Love does catch up with them and blows the shit out of uh, Deckard's casino that he's been calling home. Takes out Deckard, knocks him out and leaves Kay for dead but before she leaves Kay for dead because he's got a sort of crowbar or something impaled into him from an explosion uh, Kay's hologram girlfriend Joy is it Joy? It's Joy yeah pops out and kind of begs for Kay's life says hey don't kill him don't murder him don't finish him off Love sort of laughs this off and goes to step on the on the hologram projector which is where Joy is being kept because she's been downloaded and deleted from Kay's home so she doesn't, you know, have any information about what Kay knows, and which is a smart move but again it leaves Joy vulnerable and the hologram projector gets stepped on and that's, that's Joy done for, so that's an emotional moment, Chris.
1: He can buy another one.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is just a pro- product, it turns out, but Kay formed an emotional attachment and it was real for him, even if it was just Ones and zeros and programming. Then you can do it again, Carney,
1: because all he's got to do is buy another one, turn it on, activate it. Joy will pop up again. Yeah, and but then you can somehow the trans- transplant the memories across
0: to her. No, I don't think that's possible. Also, given what happens to Kay at the end of the film, ah. shall we get into it?
1: <laughs> what the fact he's left to die by Deckard.
0: He- would well, sort of. So Kay obviously isn't left for dead. He's picked up by the group of uh, renegade replicants who are forming an army and an uprising, and they heal him up and task him with finding Deckard and retiring him so he doesn't give away any information about the resistance that's about to, to form and try and take on Wallace and the establishment. Uh, so... Kay does a very good job of this he takes down this flying car that Deckard is in along with Love they land on a dam and uh, a fight ensues between Love and Kay Kay gets the shit kicked out of him he holds his own for a bit but he he, he gets stabbed up a bit all while this is happening Deckard is in danger of drowning because he's handcuffed and tied into a car that's being slowly
1: dragged out into the ocean isn't it
0: yep Love goes in to save uh, Deckard Kay follows and does end up winning this fight by drowning Love and rescuing Deckard.
1: How did you feel about that? The whole the drowning, you know, holding him by her neck and drowning her type thing? It's, i wondered for a long time. It's I brutal, thought.
0: yeah, and I think it's meant to. It's meant to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: As all the action things are, like the glass in the hand and all the action in this is gritty, real. And again, it is meant to be uncomfortable because drowning someone would be uncomfortable. It would be a struggle. They would be clawing at your face and looking up at you from under the water. And it... it takes
1: extra long as she's a replicant. Yeah,
0: it would be an uncomfortable thing. And and they got that across really well, and I did enjoy that. That's That scene, not the thought of drowning something. But... <laughs> yeah. Love had taken such a turn, and she had turned Rogue. so brutal that it was a satisfying kill. Yeah, and she wouldn't have... Given up, and she was, she was a threat. She was more of a threat than Wallace or any other person in this film, and she racked up the biggest kill count as well because she blows up a bunch of scavenging hobos.
1: Oh God! Yeah, she decimates them
0: <laughs> when they uh, bring down um, Kay's, Kay's car. So yeah, she yeah she racked up the biggest kill count in this film, and it is a necessity for. K to take her off the. Well, he was doing his off job. The chessboard, Blade yeah. Runner,
1: retiring a rogue replicant.
0: Yeah, that fight does lead to Kay's death. The injuries he sustained are lethal. Is it, he's stabbed or
1: shot in the stomach, isn't it? It's, it's one of those two, and he's he... slowly bleeding out this entire I, time. Yeah,
0: he's been through the ringer because Deckard shoots him, and the injury from the explosion. Plus all of the other injuries from this fight scene. He's been stabbed. He's probably been shot. He's been almost strangled and drowned. It takes its toll. And the film ends with him sitting down on some steps. He Deckard asks him, are you alright? Do you want me to get help before I go and meet my daughter for the first time? And he's like, nah, go on. He sits down and, and dies in the, in the snow, looking up at the sky. And um, yeah, the film ends with... Deckard meeting his daughter. So, is he dead though?
1: When I was reading, because whenever I see a new film, I like to go then read about it and read through the plot and, and stuff in case I missed after. anything. And it, the bit I was reading said that he. It said he dies. Yeah, I'm assuming he. He later It says he died. dies. So he's unless dead. you know Deckard came back out a few minutes later and was like, "Oh, holy crap!" I'm like, the "Fuck!" Dragged him back in because <laughs> I'm guessing they must have some sort of medical facilities there if the daughter there is.
0: There'd be some sort of medical. Yeah. There'll be a first aid box. <laughs> There'll be first aid. <laughs> That'll do. That'll save him. But yeah. Yeah, I think he's dead. And we're probably getting. If there is another one, it probably will be more Deckard centric. Um, maybe another young Blade Runner. Or Deckard's daughter, because I liked her in this one. And it will be good to Or to all Blade Runners are
1: wiped out. The Replicant Uprising. They targeted the Blade Runners first, their biggest threat.
0: Most of them. From what we've seen, there's only one Blade Runner that's a threat, and he's dead in the snow.
1: <laughs> Every other Blade Runner is not a threat, because they're all human.
0: <laughs> yeah, and pretty much useless, so, yeah. Uh, the way K could have survived this, using uh, in-universe technology, he gets a cut on his head uh, from the fight with Dave, and he uses some glue that seems to effectively stitch it back together, so maybe keep some of that in your car, or your pocket.
1: Well, you'd imagine that in his car he would have like a trauma first aid kit or something you know in case he, f- he he retires a replicant and he sustains heavy damage
0: yeah you'd think so but he doesn't no nope. so just stop off at a chemist
1: <laughs> and if a chemist just pulling a halfway while he's taking decker to meet his daughter one minute d just gotta grab something i need medical attention
0: <laughs> save me so blade runner it's it's a solid film it's pretty good yeah, yeah too long but good yeah
1: excellent sci-fi film
0: Cool. We could talk about it for a lot longer, but uh, we do have to get on with some news, Chris. Quickly. Go
1: on. What's the news?
0: Uh, first off, we'll build towards the news that you really want to talk about—that particular trailer, Chris. Star Wars. But uh, before we get to that, uh, casting news, Chris. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Noted acolyte of the DC EU. He plays uh, Perry, the uh, the uh, editor of the. Daily Planet. I was
1: going to say Daily Beagle then.
0: (laughs) Very similar. He is in Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Is he allowed to do that? Can he be in (laughs) the DCEU in the MCU?
0: He's doing it. He's jumped ship. He's playing Goliath and Ben Foster in... um, in in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, he's a he's a character who's integral in the comic Civil War, but obviously wasn't in the in the film. And he's going to be playing uh, that titular hero, or at least I think he's a hero, because uh, you know how Marvel they can twist things around. But um, yeah, it'd be good to see the fish burn.
1: <sighs> That's weird. I'm surprised he's allowed to do it. You would have thought DC would have put in that contract. You can't do any Marvel stuff while you're a uh part of our universe and
0: then he turns that contract around and writes on it I'm Lawrence Fishburne I can do what I want I'm Morpheus <laughs> I'm Morpheus bitches <laughs> so yeah I'd, I'd look forward to that because Fishburne's a kind of older character and I think Goliath is a kind of younger I mean I there's probably been like loads of Goliaths but I think what I I would like them to do is uh, Fishburne's Goliath is sort of a, a compatriot of um, the older Michael
1: the older Ant Man. Yeah, I know, he, I know what you're trying to say. I don't know.
0: Michael, not Fankbender. His characters. Hank Pym. Yeah, Hank Pym. That's it. Yeah.
1: Oh, so you reckon? So when he was Ant Man, my uh, Lawrence Fishburne was Goliath with him, sort of. Yeah, yeah, sort
0: of tagged along with him, and and they did adventures and stuff. That's what I would like. Yeah, that would be good. Or they might just make Fishburne a villain.
1: Which he can do. <laughs> he can do villain.
0: Yeah, which is which is what I'm. I, think they might be in danger of doing so yeah e- either way Fishburn is a good addition to the to the MCU uh, Chris let's talk about we've got three decent trailers that came out this week I'll leave Star Wars till last New Mutants oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> to build the anticipation so New Mutants it's a Fox Marvel film trailer you saw it what did it look like to you?
1: It looks like a horror film that has the word mutants in it <laughs> And apart from that, has no other relation to the X-Men universe.
0: Yeah, apart from a song, We Don't Need No Education. (laughs) A reference to Xavier's school for gifted mutants. Apparently they do need education, otherwise you end up in a horror film. And scary shit happening.
1: Do we know where in the timeline this is set?
0: I'm not even going to hazard a guess. After
1: Logan, before Logan. I'm
0: not going to hazard a guess. (laughs) (laughs) stop encouraging me to hazard a guess three days of future past I don't think it matters it doesn't matter except before even the first X-Men I don't care will there be a Hugh Jackman cameo No. (laughs) are you interested in watching a superhero horror film
1: yes because we don't get a lot of those
0: this will be the first one
1: and I want there to be a Deadpool cameo where he's just in a room in a straitjacket screaming
0: there won't be That would be Um, great though this is a teaser so there's not much to go on weird faces coming in walls I did look at the comments because it's a trailer and no one's going to spoil a trailer Um, people are comparing it to Legion which was a a, again a Fox TV show it was well received and I did watch a few of the episodes and they are trippy as hell (laughs) so this might kind of follow along those lines Um, I'm not sure who the villains are and I'm not overly familiar with the new mutants, so I can't offer you any explanation.
1: Apparently the villain is meant to be Demon Bear.
0: Demon Bear? Yes. A demonic bear.
1: I only know the name, I know nothing else.
0: <laughs> okay, that's one for me to Google. Uh, Justice League got a trailer, did you watch it?
1: I did not, because I was scared it's going to spoil stuff. It but did! It... Oh, it does, does it? So I made the choice, I was a good thing, I didn't watch it. It
0: does, but it doesn't what does that even mean well it shows that superman's in it but it shows him in a dream
1: we all knew that was we all knew he's going to be in it regardless
0: yeah obviously but he did the you know we sort of got the doomsday reveal at the end of the bvs trailer was this at the beginning this was, yeah they did the opposite When <laughs> spoilers oh no it's a dream but yes a spoiler because henry Cavill was onto
1: that and i saw him in one of those back b-roll things yeah walk yeah, around only Superman suit yeah
0: he's there we, we all knew because they again they spoil it in BVS where the soil lifts up from the from the grave yeah no it, it added some more stuff we got some cheeky cheeky smiles from Wonder Woman and we got more I dig it my man uh, from Aquaman god. he is my man and I dig it and another thing I dig Chris what the Star Wars trailer oh my god <laughs> go ahead what are you what are you
1: disappointed because it did not uh excite me as much as i wanted it to so the force awakens trailer when that came out excited me the first trailer for the last jedi i was like oh my god this looks awesome and this trailer i watched it and yes it showed new things but at the same time i i didn't get as excited as what i normally do i was still excited but is
0: it just because we've had two other star wars trailer uh star wars films even so mm, I don't the, the know. gleam of star wars is sort of wearing off
1: no it's just it didn't seem very uh, it was very lackluster this trailer i thought
0: okay i'm gonna disagree with you
1: well screw you <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not lackluster it does it sells the film very well and it sells them on a number of concepts one paranoid Luke.
1: <laughs> it's every right to be paranoid a fa-
0: yeah a fearful luke which is which is good to see um sells us on the conflict between Rey and whether she's going to turn to the dark side I think that last shot is misleading yeah
1: it's been edited hasn't it it's probably him holding the
0: lightsaber no I think we're going to get that shot but I think it's going to be of two they're two different scenes so Rey's probably saying it to Luke or or Finn even or someone and Kylo's probably reaching out as a trick or something I'm, I'm not sure but yeah I think there's some there's some misleading stuff but I think it it sells it well. I I wasn't disappointed. Maybe because I'm not as hyped up as as you are. Every time someone says Star Wars you sort of lose all control and look like a kid that's just eaten a bag of sugar and then yes. are on a downer after for some reason because it's not it's not whatever weird fantasy you imagined.
1: It does show Kylo's conflicting feelings. There's a scene where he is from the trailer it would imply that he's about to blow up the ship that Leia is on. Yeah. And, he... and he's sort of, tears in his eyes. He's thinking, should I, shouldn't I? So he'll go light. Rey will go bad. And then they realise that's wrong as well. And then they become grey Jedi and kill Luke together.
0: Oh, I don't know. We also got a look of Snoke as well. In the flesh. Snoke in the flesh.
1: Yeah, in the flesh. And Finn against Phasma again.
0: Well, they never fought in the first one. They had a verbal conflict.
1: Yeah, now it's escalated to a physical one. <laughs>
0: They're going to get punching. Get yeah, a punch on. And it'd be good to see Fasma get a get a meaty action scene. Will she be didn't...
1: in it more, or will it just be this one scene of her fighting? No, and then she'll she'll be, she'll, gone again. she'll be
0: in it. She'll probably be in it more because that was a disappointment. She, someone worked out she's only in it for ninety seconds. The Force Awakens. Ouch. thirty. <laughs> so
1: is she meant to be a new Boba Fett? A-
0: apparently, yeah. She's that kind of Boba Fett character, the cool-looking, helmeted character. Uh, that's sort of a. Uh, not the main character, but an antagonist that you should fear. Fair enough. Okay. But uh, she's probably going to have more to do than of her ever had in...
1: <laughs> and she's going to definitely be a Finn rival character, isn't she? she... Oh yeah, because we It's not going to be seeing... her versus Rey or anything.
0: No, because we've seen what happens when Finn takes on Kylo. Even an injured Kylo. And he's obviously not going to take on Snoke, is he? Because Snoke is tears above him. And Kylo's power levels above him. So phasma yeah she's the perfect antagonist to, to finn and they've got that personal connection the traitor thing so yeah it does make sense for him to to take on phasma so yeah any lines any anything else that you you take away anything you predict
1: when luke was saying uh, i've seen raw power like this before was he referring to when he was trying, training kylo or was he referring to vader
0: well, there, yeah, there's a there's a few theories going about. Kylo and and Vader obviously are prime candidates. Also, Snoke, he's a powerful Force user. We see him torturing Rey in in one of the shots, so he's up for contention. There's a line where he says that he wasn't scared of the power, but he is now. So that would suggest Palpatine, because he kind of takes on Palpatine, and he's been warned by Vader, uh, by um Yoda, to not underestimate palpatine's power and he obviously doesn't gets electrocuted so that's not great <laughs> so it, it could refer to palpatine um i'm going to throw one out there yoda because yoda is he's up there with the more powerful people and, and things like that
1: perhaps he was referring to himself when he fought vader and he, he lost control you know cuts his hand off and he's like you know feel more powerful at which point he was like no. It yeah, just... could
0: could be, could be. Yeah, because he's he's not sure what to do with that power, and and that scared him how powerful he can be if he embraces the dark side. And yeah, he's been tricked by power before, and he's 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 older and wiser now, so he would be more wary of of power so the yoda thing yoda tricked him into thinking he's a little green dude when he's actually a, a super jedi <laughs> and palpatine's tricked him because ah, oh, he's just an old wrinkly dude oh no my face <laughs> <laughs> was being lightning and yes yeah, snoke maybe tricked him as well we, we're not sure on the relationship with snoke and luke but um we'll probably get some backstory into that they've uh,
1: never met <laughs> they might it.
0: have done but um <laughs> They're we're, just we're, aware we'll, of each
1: other and that's it.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um yeah, so if you've got any thoughts on any of the news that we've talked about or Blade Runner twenty forty nine, email us at survive that at gmail.com. Be interested to hear your thoughts. Or you can tweet us at Survive. Next week, Chris, we will be doing another sequel to another beloved film. Are we? As long as I've not forgotten anything. I've not forgotten anything that's coming up next week. No
1: nope. I have no idea. What is it?
0: In which case, we're going to be doing a, a sequel to a beloved film, Jaws 3D.
1: We're doing Jaws 3D? Yep. How's that a sequel to a beloved film? Jaws. Well, no, it's a sequel to Jaws 2.
0: Jaws 2 is all right. Jaws 3D is absolute dog shit. And Fine. We're going to talk I'll about it. I'll watch it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. so that'll be next week. Uh, Chris, um, do what you do at the end of these podcasts.
1: Thank you very much. Well, you have been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the movies. We will see you all next week for what sounds like an absolutely awful film,
0: but an interesting <laughs> podcast.
1: But until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye.